want to just encourage you this morning to take a look around and see who we're missing. And if the Lord lays it on your heart, let them know we missed them this Sunday. I'm just waiting for the day when everyone that comes here comes at the same time and see how many seats we have left. I think we're going to be full. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know if you remember what we talked about last week, but we're going to be returning there to 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Try to encourage you last week with the idea that you are God's temple and a beautiful creation in God. I want to take a look this week about what will defile that temple, what it is that this entails. I want just to, first of all, just talk to you a little bit about defile and the meaning of it. And then we'll kind of go on from there. The word defile means to shrivel, to wither, to spoil, to ruin, or to corrupt. As I begin to think about all these words, I begin to think, hmm, these all kind of speak to fruit. Why don't you think about that a little bit? I'm sure we've probably all had a bowl of fruit on our counter that has been forgotten. And it has shriveled, it has withered, it has spoiled, it's come to ruin, it's been corrupted. And I was just thinking about that, you know, that really what defiles the temple of God is the fruit that those inside the temple bring in. You know, there was no fruit, as I know, you know, natural fruit that was in the temple, but as we walk with Christ, our lives produce fruit. As we don't walk with Christ, I guess, in a sense, our lives produce fruit. No matter what you do, you're producing fruit. Is it a fruit that will shrivel up, you know, that will come to ruin? Or is it a fruit that will stand, you know, that will bring joy to those that partake of it? I want you to think about that. See, fruit isn't made just to hang on a tree and look at. It's to be partaken of. And the fruit that you produce will be partaken by somebody. Think about that a little bit. The fruit that you're producing in your life, really, you're sharing it with other people. What kind of fruit are they partaking of from your life? Is it a little bit withered? Is it a little bit corrupt? Fruit really means that which is plucked or harvested. So what are people harvesting from your life? Really kind of a thought-provoking question. Should get us to look a little bit at what we've been doing with our lives. You know, I was just thinking about the temple, and I talked about how that it was covered in gold on the inside, and it was, the wood was carved before it was overlaid with gold. And I, you know, and it talked about how it was flowers and Things like that. And I just got to thinking about, I wonder if there were vines carved in there. Because he is the vine and we are the branches. If we abide in him, we bear much fruit. God's desire is that we bring forth good fruit. Good fruit. Hallelujah. I want you just to think about fruit. 
Yeah. What a wonderful thing that God has given us. You know, in the beginning, he created, you know, all the trees that bear fruit and herbs for food. They didn't have to work even to be sustained. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't know if I can imagine even what that fruit must have tasted like. I've had some pretty good fruit throughout my life, but I don't know if it really compares to with what God has. I remember working with a fellow that came from California. We were working in the woods, and somebody was eating a grapefruit, and, and this man said, oh, he said, you've never had a grapefruit until you eat one that's on the tree out of California. And we actually had a fellow that came through and was selling fresh-picked grapefruits from California one time, and we, we got some, and they were delicious. But he said, these, he said, down there, he said, after they pick them, there's some that are left, and he said, you can go through the orchards and pick them off, and he said, you can eat them just like an orange. He said, they're just sweet, and I mean, if any of you've had a, you know, a grape from around, grapefruit from around here, you probably think, oh, no way. <laughs> but, but true ripe fruit is a great thing, you know. It's a blessing to us, and it's a blessing to God, and it's a blessing to those round about us if our lives are truly producing fruit, if we are not defiling the temple of God. I want you to think about this. Well, I want to turn. Let's turn to Matthew 7. I, maybe I better go there first before I start talking beyond that. And I want to start with verse 15. And you may think, well, where's the pastor going with this? But just hang on a little bit here. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, for, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. By their fruits you shall know them. I want you to think about something. In the Garden of Eden, Eve looked at the fruit. And what did it say? She saw that it was good. Was it good? Was the fruit in the garden of that tree good? What? No, it was not. God said, don't eat that. <laughs> it was good for her, but in all reality, what God told her was, this is not good. You know, that's what I'm getting at this morning. So often we take what people say is good and eat it without really looking at it. I was thinking about in Proverbs, it says that every man's ways are right in his own eyes. In other words, what it's saying there is every man grows his own fruit, and what he's growing, he thinks is okay. But you better weigh the Spirit and see what is right and wrong. That was kind of a trick question to you this morning. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is the fact if God says, don't do that, don't do that. It's not good. No matter what the enemy tells you, this fruit's good. Yeah, that's really good. Remember what happened as soon as they ate it. Their eyes were opened, and they realized they were naked. 
They had messed up. We need to make sure that we're testing the spirit of the thing that comes to us, no matter who it comes from. In Amplified, it talks about this defiling of the temple as allowing in false doctrine. So often, we hear things that sound so good. But I want you to think about one thing. What is the spirit behind it? Remember in 1 Corinthians, it's told us, you know, you can have all the faith in the world to move mountains, but if you don't have love, it's nothing. In other words, what it's saying, if there isn't the right spirit behind what you're doing, it's worthless. The spirit in that situation is the spirit of love. And I want you just to think about this. All the fruit of the spirit really are spirits that we can exude. A spirit of joy, spirit of peace, all these things are spiritual. They have a spirit behind them. I was reading this morning and I, I thought maybe, you know, I was thinking about the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit, but it doesn't call it the fruit of the flesh. It calls it the works of the flesh. And I got to thinking about that and all the works of the flesh produce one fruit. Death. <laughs> Corrupt fruit. That's all they produce. Now, you know, I mean, you can go on and say there's a spirit of anger, there's a spirit of rebellion, but all those things bring about death. And I want you just to think about the spirit of something. I, and I wanted to share a personal story uh, that happened in this body. It's been a number of years back. We had a couple of women in our congregation. One was a divorcee. Bitter woman. Didn't think there was a good man on the earth. She was in rebellion against male authority, even within the church. There was another woman that was married that really was the head of her house. She was in rebellion also. There was a lady that was preaching at a nearby church, and uh, we got an invitation to go there. And uh, I told Darla, I'm not going there, I don't. I don't feel good about this. She went the first night, said, no, I'm not going anymore either. But anyway, these two ladies went to that service, and it was a lady speaking. A few months, maybe even a year later, the pastor from that church called and apologized to Howard and said, I'm sorry. I didn't know this, but I just found this out. This lady that I had come speak, I called the pastor of the church, and he said she was not authorized to go out. She asked me if she could go out, and I told her no, she wasn't ready, and she said, I'm going to go anyway. She had a spirit of rebellion. These two ladies that were in our church went to those services, and those spirits connected. That spirit of rebellion that they had connected with the spirit of rebellion that she had, and it grew. And before too long, they no longer were in the church. They had rebelled themselves, not that we had kicked them out, but they had got to a place where they could not stand what was going on in this body of believers, and they left. So I want you to 
think about this and be very careful to weigh the spirit. I'm not saying that, you know, any of you here are rebelling. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be very careful of what you allow into your life and what you listen to. Because people speak good words with bad spirits behind them. Everything you hear in the church this day is not true. Just as Satan deceived Adam and Eve, we can be deceived. We have to be very careful that we're listening to what the Spirit is saying to us. In 1 John 4, 1, it says, Try the spirits to see whether they be of God. See, oftentimes we, we don't know what the spirit of a person is all about. You know, I believe just like in that situation with that woman, God let me know, hey, she doesn't have a right spirit. And I think God will do that with us as God-fearing people. When people tell us things or come to us, we'll feel that conflict. And we'll realize that the spirit behind what they're saying is not always good. What they're saying may sound all right. But when you accept what they're saying, you're accepting the spirit by which it is given also. So we need to be very careful what we allow into our hearts and lives. You are a fruit producer. Hopefully your fruit is good because that's what will keep the temple good and pure and holy. Don't be or don't allow the enemy to spoil or corrupt your fruit. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance. Against such there is no law. And each one of those is a spirit that can be prevalent within our hearts and lives. I think we've probably all experienced times when the wrong spirit comes into our attitudes. We have a spirit of anger. Maybe a spirit of rebellion at times. Different things come about but these are spiritual things not physical we need to take care of the spiritual man that's what the temple of God is all about the spiritual life of God when God built the original temple it was to have his presence indwell there so that the people would have an idea of who God was and where he was now we are that temple and God dwells in us let's make sure we don't defile it let's beware of false prophets Let's beware of spirits that are not from God. The fruit may look good, and you may be told that it's good. Make sure that it's good. Hallelujah. Because if it's not, you're eating to yourself corruption. Hallelujah. Father, I want to just thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I thank you for people that are discerning in the walk of life with you. Lord, and I just pray, Lord, your protection upon them. Lord, that they will have that gift of discernment. When the enemy comes in when, and speaks a good thing in the wrong spirit, they will know, Father, and they will rebuke that. Lord, just run from it. Hallelujah. But Lord, put it out of their lives and out of their thought process. Lord, keep us pure and holy. Help us not be at a temple that is defiled. May our fruit be great and bountiful. And Lord, may people partake of it and know that there is a God by the life that we live and by the fruit that comes forth from that life. We ask in your name. Amen. You're dismissed this morning.